Have you ever had family members who didn't believe in you? Maybe they wanted you to do things that you didn't want to do. How would you respond to finding out that people were planning to do harm to you? And what about people hating you just because you want to tell the truth? Do you think or are you sure you are strong enough to carry such a weight? To say yes to Jesus Christ means more than just receiving salvation. There is a price to follow him, a weight of bearing truth. In these opening verses in our Line Upon Line series, John 7, we will see what it takes to be a truth bearer. chapter 7, verse 1. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he did not want to walk in Judea, because the Jews sought to kill him. Yeah, that's something. Mm -hmm. They sought to kill him. We talked about this before. If we were looking at the timeline of Jesus from John 1 till John 7, he must have stirred up some folks pretty bad, because right now it says the Jewish leaders was plotting Mm -hmm. to kill him. So, It just reminds me that as we walk in truth, we can imagine that or we can believe that the world will not like that truth. The world wants to still remain in control. Mm -hmm. They still want to walk in darkness and do things their way. And when you you mention a truth that negates that particular plan for their lives, then how do I get to not hear that truth Mm -hmm. any longer is to turn off the light. Right. And so this is what's happening now. Jesus is coming with the truth that those that don't really want to adhere to the truth, even though they're saying that they're waiting for the truth, they don't want to hear the truth that he's bringing down. And so their plan is, hey, we got to take out this truth. Yeah. And, you know, of course, right now we're not in such a place, not in our country anyway, in a place where we're being killed for preaching the gospel or speaking the gospel Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But there are other ways that the enemy tries to steal, kill, and destroy us um, from uttering the truth. Jesus says that if they hated me, they're going to hate you. We're not going to be exempt Mm -hmm. from sufferings or from the possibility of death. Mm Of course, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to think that or or we don't want that to, ha- to happen. But there is a possibility. Jesus tells us that. Amen. We, we have to come to that place where what is most important is serving God. Mm-hmm. We may even lose friends yeah. by speaking the truth. Basically, if you tell me the truth mm-hmm. and I'm walking in unrighteousness as a believer, you might reply in a way that's so negative that by you walking in this truth and this righteousness, they make it seems like the truth and righteousness you're walking in or God calls you to is a curse. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, you holier than thou. But you're so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Those two statements right there just speaks volumes to 
what they're doing. Because usually when somebody attacks you like that, just like they attacked Jesus like that, that you revealing a truth to them, they know it's true. But in order to silence the truth, they have to silence you, mm -hmm. even in your righteousness, even if you're walking in holiness. Mm -hmm. God tells us to be holy for he mm -hmm. is holy. Exactly. You know, exactly. God tells us that we need to be heavenly minded mm -hmm. so that we are earthly right. good because we cannot be any earthly good unless we're heavenly minded. So those two things That's are kind of right. like you, you hear them and it seems like, oh yeah, she got you good or he got you good. But really it shows and points the finger at the person saying those things, stating you are not walking in the way that you know you should be walking. Mm -hmm. And therefore, that's the reason why there's an issue with that truth that somebody laid out. And of course, I must emphasize presentation and motivation should mm -hmm. be in love. That's right. And um, in Colossians 3, 2, it says to set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Right. Amen. So uh, it's well, verse two. Now the Jews feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brothers, therefore, said to him, depart from here and go into Judea, that your disciples also may see the works that you are doing. For no one does anything in secret while he himself seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. Verse five, for even his brothers did not believe in him. Hmm. That's a that's a mouthful right there. And when when I hear this about the sibling rivalry, right? But let's be real. This is something totally different. This is a young man that came into this world a different way. Mm -hmm. He has one side, a young man, and the other side of God. Mm -hmm. You made an interesting point about did Mary and Joseph share who Jesus right. was to the siblings? I don't think that they treated him any better than the rest of them. Mm -hmm. But there was some, somehow you have to imagine right. the son of God had certain different swag than the rest yeah. of them. And so maybe the brothers picked that up. So mm -hmm. what, were you, what were you saying? Yeah. My thought was that maybe his divinity really was not discussed in the home. Mm -hmm. You know, we read things we read in the scripture where, um, Things are said, or maybe Jesus says something, and it says, Mary kept these things in her heart. Mm. So these may not have been shared with the brothers. He was just reared as normal son, mm. a normal son. But now he's, as he's grown and he's become more popular, you know, at 12 years old, mm. he's, in, he's been found in the temple mm. teaching the teachers, mm. teaching those who who were teachers of Israel right. and, and they are saying of him, who is this, mm. this child who, who talks with such authority. And so the brothers being reared up and, and maybe hearing some of, some of this. And as he's getting older, more attention is coming on him. And although it was not, he was not, made public, he had not made himself public, there were things that he was doing before he completely went public. Mm -hmm. And maybe his brothers are thinking, yeah, after whatever statements being made, this is the son of God. This is not the son of God. This is our brother, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Who does he think he is? You know, mm -hmm. he's not the son of God. So it says even his brothers did not believe in him. Did they hear also that the 
the, the, the religious leaders were plotting to kill him and by them suggesting that he goes and make himself known to everybody because, you know, if you want to be made known, you can't be doing stuff in secret. But also the thing that stood out was he was 12 years old when he went into the temple. What's the age difference between him? He's the firstborn. So mm-hmm. when they come on the scene, when they're born, they're assuming probably that he came the same way that right. they did. And so what's the difference between or a difference in age between Jesus at 12 and his other brothers under him? Right. W- was it closer to to his age, whereas they grew up, they learned right. about him, they saw him do things or may not have or, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, so did they have a closeness at a younger age or mm-hmm. as time went on, they seen a separation happen because of the mission that Jesus had right. to fulfill? We basically have this scene where his brothers is trying to push him into um, the spotlight. And he says, no, I I can't do that. And he explains later why he couldn't do that. Right. right? For no one does anything in secret Mm -hmm. while he himself seeks to be known Mm -hmm. openly. Right. So that that's their take on it. And Mm -hmm. of course, Jesus knows the timing of the father because he's in communion. He's in fellowship with the father Mm -hmm. that tells him when, the right time is. So we'll continue. Verse six says, then Jesus said to them, my time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that its works are evil. And that goes back to what you were saying a little bit earlier about them wanting to kill Jesus Mm -hmm. because he spoke the truth. Right. They they want to make the truth to be a lie. Mm-hmm. Like you can't believe those Christians, you know. Look, they're a bunch of hypocrites. Mm-hmm. They find the littlest thing to try to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Jesus hasn't hadn't given salvation yet. Mm-hmm. He's like the world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that its works are evil. In comparison, if we flip that, that means that the world can't hate them because they're not revealing to the world mm-hmm. or accusing the world of them doing of anything. Evil. Yeah. Right. Read further because, yeah. you know, he goes into some more when he says, you go on. He's telling his mm-hmm. brothers, you go on in verse eight. I'm not going to this festival because my time has not yet come. Explain some things about that because we hear that often from Jesus that his time had not come. There's time to speak and there's the time to be silent. If we mm-hmm. listen to what, you know, Solomon says, mm-hmm. and Jesus seems to be operating in these, these areas of timing. Timing is everything. Right. We cannot be pushed to do things out mm-hmm. of God's will, right. out of God's timing. God's timing is the best timing. Mm-hmm. If, if you look at it, everything that the devil tempted Jesus with was Things that he already had. It's already his. It's already his. So why would he step out of time to do that will of the enemy Mm -hmm. and already knew that only God will I serve? He's the only one I worship. He's the only one I must serve. So in that series of words he spoke dictates the fact that there's a time for everything. And I'm about my father's business. Mm -hmm. I'm about my father's timing. Right, right. And I just want to go back to um, up in verse seven, mm-hmm. where we're talking about where he says the, the world cannot hate you, 
um, but it hates me because I testify of it that its works are evil. And we as followers, as believers in Jesus Christ, when we speak the truth that testifies against evil works, people will hate us. Mm -hmm. I know we want to be liked. We're humans want to be liked, but do we want to be liked at the cost of our duty to Mm -hmm. our Lord, to our God? If we're testifying that something is evil, we can almost expect to be hated Mm -hmm. And that's okay in the sight of God Mm -hmm. because we're doing what he's called us to do. But again, it's like you said earlier, we're doing it. We're speaking the truth in love. Mm -hmm. It's not out of spite. It's not out of, I told you God's going to get you. Mm -hmm. It's not, that's, that's the wrong heart intention of the heart. You speak the truth. So people will come to know Mm -hmm. the truth so that they can repent Mm -hmm. Of their sins and turn to God. Mm. That's why we would speak the truth, not for our glory, not for our pleasure. It is for for God and for Him alone mm. that we speak the truth for the souls of men. Mm. We've covered a lot in this podcast today, and we just want to recap some of the things that we talked about to give you food for thought, something to meditate on, pray about whatever the Lord, the Lord leads you to do with this. And we talked about truth. There is a weight of speaking against evil. And by that, I mean that when you speak the truth, there will be people who don't want to hear it, but there also will be people who do want to hear it. When we speak the truth, we may have family conflict because we are choosing to do God's will over what our families may think we should be doing. And then there's God's timing. Sometimes people, like they did with Jesus, they wanted to put him in a position or have him go someplace before his time had come. And he said that several times. And sometimes God is telling us to do something, but he has a time for us to do it. And it doesn't matter what someone else says or what they think we should do, we need to be keenly listening to what the Spirit is telling us. If it is not time for us to do it, don't do it, because God's timing is perfect. And when we walk in His perfect timing, He makes all things work together for good. So I pray right now, Father, I thank you that you are truth, that your word is truth. And that you, we have, you have given us your Holy Spirit of truth to lead and to guide us into all truth. Father, I pray that you would give us courage to speak the truth no matter what, no matter who wants to hear it or who doesn't want to hear it. Let us be bold in speaking your word. Father, I pray that we would walk in your perfect timing not in what we think we should do, when we think we should do it, but let us listen to you, Father, and wait for your perfect timing in our lives. I thank you, dear Lord God, for the listeners. I pray for those, Lord God, 
who don't know you right now, Father, that they would reach out to you. Your word says that that you are near us. Even you're in our mouth, Lord God. All we have to do is call on your name, Lord, and you will hear us. So I pray for that one who does not know you, Lord, that he would believe in his heart that you are who you said you are, that your son Jesus died for his sin or her sin, that he was buried and that you raised him up on the third day, Lord God. And Father, that they would confess with their mouth that he is Lord. That's all that you require of us, Lord God. To have eternal life, you said this is eternal life, that they may believe in the one whom you sent. Jesus Christ is the one whom you have sent. So I thank you for everyone listening today. And I ask your blessings upon them as they walk in your ways, dear Lord. In Jesus' name.